at the end of the day, I guess people are going to think what they're going to think. You can present them with all the facts and all the data and all the studies and all the mm-hmm. whatever you would like. Some people are just not ready to hear it yet. And I learned this tactic from Ben Shapiro, who always says he's like, never argue with people. Always ask questions. Listening to Inside Acting, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the inner and outer game of success in the entertainment industry. I'm AJ Meyer. And I'm Trevor Algott. And coming up in episode 278 today, part two of my chat with Ana Carolina Valverde and Brian Rupenkamp, otherwise known as those annoying vegans. And in part two today, we dig into the nitty gritty of building a platform including what software and gear to use, how to plan your production schedule and workflow, how to strategically position your work to complement what's already out there, how to generate ideas and inspiration for new content, how to deal with internet trolls and the inevitable moments of burnout, and why, if all of that sounds completely overwhelming to you, the most important thing is just getting started. That and more coming up in episode 278. Here's a great way to master the studio and performance techniques you need to work on camera and do better self-tapes. It's called Camera Ready You, and it's been created by Vio2Gogo's David H. Lawrence seventeenth. Now, you all know he's a seasoned TV and film actor and will share all the knowledge he's gained working on camera in this class. Auditioning and working on camera can be deceptively hard, but David's put together a special report called the top five mistakes people make on camera and how to fix them. And it's absolutely free. And to get it, just text on camera, all one word to four, four, two, two, two on any smartphone or messaging device. Now, you've probably got unlimited text messaging on your phone, but standard messaging rates may apply. What will you learn? Well, things like how to set up your studio, your lights, your camera, your mic, how to self-tape on-camera auditions, how to master business presentations, video podcasts, online instructions slash lessons, marketing videos, walking the red carpet, and more. You'll learn how to shine on camera. Don't know which camera to use? Don't know which lavalier or boom mic to buy? Don't know what to do with your hands or your eyes? No worries. Camera Ready You will cover all of that. Become a better on-camera actor and auditioner with Camera Ready You. Again, get that free top five mistakes people make on camera and how to fix them report and get on the list on your smartphone. Text on camera to 44222. That's all one word on camera to 44222 and get ready for Camera Ready You. Uh, hi. How you doing, AJ? Hey, buddy. Hello. Yeah, I guess we should dive into the most recent fun. Yeah, we had a good time uh, at the Gospel According to First Squad reading the other night, and it was so cool to have a packed house, first off. I mean, it wasn't a very big room, you know? Uh, it was only like maybe 40 or 50 seats that were available, but they were all filled, and a lot of a lot of love, man. A lot of podcast love. A lot of personal family and friends love. My younger brother was there. We had the whole IAP team there, except for Grace, who's out of town and couldn't make it. But she sent us a really sweet text message, you know, wishing us 
lots of broken legs and things like that. <laughs> She's so mean. It was really, it was really, really cool, man. And I, I gotta say, AJ, if I had forgotten what a fantastic freaking actor you are, I was reminded again. I told Aww. you, I told you uh, during the intermission, but that one scene that you have with the actor John Redding who plays sergeant hal taylor in the play that scene is just fucking oscar worthy man you guys have got to get that on tape thanks man that role is yours and always will be as far as i'm concerned and do you have any plans or is there any talk or any will to get that on tape i I maybe i mean i first of all it means so much coming from you you have no idea you know I, i like i said like i mentioned to you last night we that is something we've we've actually discussed is is the possibility of shooting that i guess it would be a good idea to kind of get tom's tom Burmester, the writer get his sort of blessing uh to do that but yeah it would be it would be great it'd be really easy to shoot because it's one location we you could shoot it inside a tent <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. want to because that yeah. would be that would be challenging but um but it's sort of you know it's in a it's in a barracks you know in 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 the middle of Afghanistan so it would not be expensive that's for sure you know and we're we're already off book <laughs> for the most yeah, part yeah you're off book and you guys know the B I mean you could you could knock that thing out fairly quickly and I imagine you'd want to pare it down a little bit it is about a I don't know it's got to be like 15 pages as it is so depending on what you want to use it for so often as actors we have stuff like this just sitting right under our noses and we like wander around looking for work yeah. and looking for real material and stuff and it's like we have this stuff available to us and we know the people that can help us make it happen so it's just a matter of putting things in motion and and I was just reminded last night uh and yesterday afternoon when we rehearsed it I was just like I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going <clears> to <throat> excuse me I'm not going to allow this scene to just fade off into the ethers of theater history like you guys have to document this somehow it's too good mm. And talk about, you know, uh, creating um, really clear archetypes for yourself to market yourself. I mean, you are, we've talked about this so many times, you are the ethnically ambiguous, you know, guy. And yeah. uh, and you play that role so well. For, for those who don't know, um, the character is a character named Muhammad, and he's a, an Iraqi interpreter. And AJ's got the accent down, he's got the Pashto down, he's got the look down, especially right now with your hair and your beard. Yeah, I, I'm I'm inspired. I'm inspired. See, if we can put the, those wheels in motion. I'll reach out to John see if he's interested. Awesome. I'm sure he will be. So we have a couple announcements uh, to share. Uh, just just two like membership highlights. Number one, of course, the Prosperous Heart Creative Cluster has officially kicked off inside the membership. So if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, wait, what's he talking about? The Prosperous Heart is uh, a book by Julia Cameron, who wrote The Artist's Way, and it's essentially the same idea. It's 12 weeks. It's a self-guided course, but it's all specifically built and sort of themed around abundance, money. Uh, and particularly the emotional and spiritual relationship we have to it as creatives. And I'm learning the older I get that, that scarcity and feeling tight around money and feeling lack is by far and large the most common experience. I would say probably 98, 99% of the human population experiences that every single day. And it just doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be like that. I mean, we have plenty of examples of people who 
it isn't like that for it. It's not because they just have some special genetic gift. It's because they just relate to it differently. And that's what this book is all about. And inside the membership, we're already having some interesting conversations just around the first week. I, I did the first week's reading today, actually, and did the exercises. And she recommends you go for a 20-minute walk, you know, not listening to podcasts or anything, just just be in the world, go out for a walk and just sort of turn over some of these ideas and discoveries in your head. And I, I went and did that. I went for a barefoot walk in the park and, and man, I, I was like, I had a few revelations around money, uh, and, and some old stories that were sort of tied to what money means to me emotionally. And, and a big one was, uh, not having faith in the future not having faith that in the future I will be able to provide for myself or that the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, will provide for me. And it's funny because it's always worked out in the past. (laughs) So I have zero evidence for it not working out. Mm. And yet I live my life as if I will never make another penny. Uh, Hmm. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. I mean, this is a sensitive subject for me. So I'm really excited to be a part of this group and digging into this. And uh, my word of the year of 2017 is vulnerable. So I'm just going to let it all hang out uh, when it comes to this stuff inside the membership with the Prosperous Heart. So I hope that if you're listening to this and any of this piques any sort of interest in you, you'll join us inside the membership because it's a really low pressure, but... uh, valuable way to engage with this content. And I promise you there is no judgment. There's no advice, unsolicited advice giving. There's none of that stuff. That was a very long description of what we got going on, but stoked about that. Uh, also inside the membership, we, uh, have a few members posting, you know, little things here and there, little opportunities that pop up and a uh, longtime listener and supporter, Patrick McCarthy, if you guys know him, you know what a freaking stud this guy is. Uh, he's a big fan of, um, I'm blanking on the acting teacher's name, but uh, he he wrote a book and runs a workshop called The Real Life Actor. And there's a workshop that's coming to LA. It's apparently quite excellent, quite awesome. I wouldn't expect anything else uh, from such a glowing review from Patrick. But uh, inside the membership, Patrick has posted more information on that. It's happening June 3rd and 4th. Uh, it's $100 off. He's he's posted a link or uh, information on how to get $100 off. And all that's in the post. So some, some fun things happening inside the, uh, the membership. Join us. Join us. Come on. Come on down. The Prosperous Heart, just FYI. I don't think you mentioned this, Travis. We're breaking it down each chapter into individual threads, so it makes it easier to jump into. So if you don't don't feel um, if you're listening to this in a few weeks, for instance, don't feel like you can't you know jump in because the ship has sailed. Yeah, yeah. With the artist's way, it was really cool, but it was just this monstrous thread. And after four or five weeks, it was just like there were like hundreds of posts that were like several hundred words a piece. And it just felt like to me, it felt like, well, what if I wanted to jump into chapter four or week four? So now we're, we're breaking right. it up by week. So if you, no matter where you are, you can jump in, see what people are talking about, see what discoveries people are having, post your own stuff. And, and the cool thing about the way the membership works is once you post something new in that thread, it gets highlighted in the new posts section. There's a link at the top that says new posts. You can click on that and it'll show you all the, all the updates that have posted since you were last in the membership. So it makes it really easy to, to instantly connect to, to what's new. Uh, let's talk about this question that we got from a listener named Derek. This is, um, something we have never, ever talked about on the podcast before in 278 episodes. Derek writes in and says, I'm a middle-aged actor, mid forties, 
on the autism spectrum. Acting uh, is all about relationships on screen and off and about feeling true emotions in a scene and both of these things, both building relationships on screen and off and working with emotions uh, are extremely difficult for me, Derek says. Uh, And he feels that lacking these may hold him back as an actor. So he says, while I have gotten somewhat adept at Playing emotions, true, honest emotions still elude me. Do you have any advice for someone like myself? Do you know of other actors on the spectrum and how they have overcome this? This is a tricky one because I know admittedly little about autism. I did a little bit of research before we started rolling here, and I just wanted to share the official like medical definition uh, that I found on Google, just so we're everybody listening and everybody is just clear on on what the official definition of this is. So autism is defined by Google uh, or the internet as a mental condition present from early childhood, characterized by difficulty in communicating and forming relationships with other people, and in using language and abstract concepts. I've worked with and known. Um, autistic children when i used to teach swim lessons there were a handful of children that i taught that were on the autism spectrum and i could definitely see how it would uh be a major obstacle to emotional work uh knowledge work in the entertainment industry i hesitate to offer any sort of advice because i I just don't know but i did find uh, a website called actorsforautism.org which is essentially an organization that is dedicated to opening doors of opportunity and creating possibilities for actors on the autistic spectrum. And it turns out that there's actually a lot of autistic actors, a lot of artistic, just creative people throughout history, including uh, Daryl Hannah, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, James Durbin, Tim Burton, Andy Warhol, Dan Harmon, Lewis Carroll. Uh, there's the, the list goes on. So, Derek, you're not you're not alone. Uh, you're actually in good company. It looks like there's some some great resources out there um, that could offer guidance. And I just want to thank you for your vulnerability and for sharing this. That's a a tough thing to kind of I don't know grapple with, especially publicly. You know, one of the things that I found was like there's this article there's this article in Scientific America about how acting classes may help children with autism, and you know, it kind of makes sense. Like if the issue is with showing emotion, then having an acting class where it's sort of supporting you in ways of drawing that emotion out, um, especially when it's, you know, genuine and and authentic and coming from a, you know, acting as autobiography type place. um, It makes sense. So I would say, you know, Derek, I would, I would find like a, like a acting teacher maybe who like knows, this area of expert who has expertise in this area that would probably be a boon for you and anyone else you know in your situation you could obviously be in a class with just you know actors who are not on on the spectrum but to have someone's support in the very thing that you're trying to learn more about and get better at i think would be tremendous. And so maybe some of these resources that Trevor was pointing out, for instance, might support you in leading you you to who that person might be. So of course it might be, you know, it might be more difficult if you're not in like a Los Angeles or a, or New York, but you never know. 
you know, and it, so I, I just think it would be really interesting to try and maybe talk to some other people in the autism, autism community and try to f- figure out if there's, uh, someone that it's, that's well-known or even not well-known that might be able to support you in that specific area. Because how, I mean, how great would it be, you know, if you had somebody who had experience here, who, who, who understood the, the diagnoses, uh, the diagnosis and, and who also understood, you know, acting and, and, and what it meant, what it means to be an actor and play an objective and, and, you know, all of that stuff to support you, Derek, in, you know, hitting all of the technique things and also taking your personal journey to the next level. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at this actorsforautism.org website and they've got programs uh, around developing social skills, around making films, around uh, customizing your approach for finding uh, employment, uh, designing video games, micro enterprise development, uh, visual effects. I mean, it looks like it's a pretty comprehensive service, and I'm sure that if you reached out to them, someone there would know somebody who would know somebody who would know somebody who could uh, fill a role like AJ was describing there that of, of an acting coach who would be um, well-versed in how to navigate the very unique waters of, uh, of an actor on the autism spectrum. Um, so, again, thanks for the question, Derek. All right, guys, well, this is part two of my chat with Ana Carolina Valverde and Brian Rupenkamp, those annoying vegans. And, again, this is all about building a platform and a, I'm doing air quotes, post-acting life, because neither of them are done with acting. They're just shifting their focus into something they feel they have a little more creative control around. And they feel that it makes a difference in the world. And they're finding a lot of fulfillment and satisfaction and having a lot of fun doing it. And even uh, starting to get a little bit of rep- reputation and bring in a little bit of income through merchandising and partnership opportunities. So pretty cool, man. They've only been at it for like a year. And in part two, we talk about that year. So enjoy. And we'll catch you on the other side. All these the skill sets available to you as performers, as musicians, and Brian, you work for I want to say Guitar Center during the day. Yes, I do. I'm at their corporate office. Cool. I'm yeah, a so corporate you, shill. But but you've got you know that you know the audio production world. I guess is is what I'm getting after, and and Anna, you as well as a voiceover artist. And there's lots and lots of people on YouTube with really successful vegan channels. And the thing that stops me a lot of times, and I have these ideas, my excuse is. Well, there's so many people already doing it better than I ever could. Why would I try? Did that come up for you? No, uh, no we didn't really think because everybody, every single person out there, you know, you have every single person has a unique take, a unique life experience, a unique journey. You know, you take uh, someone like 
our, our friend Mike uh, from Mike the Vegan. He focuses purely on science and research. Uh, he's very methodical about mm -hmm. that. You have happy, healthy vegans, uh, Angie and, and Ryan, who are wonderfully, they have like a m music background and they, they're really like sort of that chill yeah, it's hit very laid vibe. back it's very and casual yeah they're fun yeah. to watch bonnie rebecca in australia who's like super ditzy and really fun and she just goes out and swims in the ocean and yeah, yeah everybody's different and and every single person can bring something unique and different to it even if it's just talking about your experiences no one has had your experience did you look at some of these channels and say you know what there's there's a gap in this world that, that we could fill or was it more like we just want to be a part of the solution we, we definitely want to be a part of the solution and we want to spread the word and we want to educate and inform and encourage and inspire and do all these wondrous things to, um, as Bill Nye says, change the world. I mean, if there is anything that that might separate us a little bit, it's that we we do the recipes and we sort of dive deeper into the psychological debates surrounding the, you know, usually right. channels are one or the other. We wanted to have a channel that kids could watch and make these recipes at home and, and learn things and be informed. And we wanted to stay positive and stay encouraging. And as Anna said, like these, you know, we're sort of maybe inadvertently, we're building this catalog of all these recipes that we do on, on nearly every single video. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so the argument of like, well, we can't eat anything. It's like, well, <laughs> made all this stuff. Yeah, we still, have a, yeah. we still have friends who are like, well, can you guys bring the vegan thing? Because we don't know what to yeah, make. We don't, we don't know like, what well, to make. There's this channel that we built like a year ago where every single week, every weekend. I can see it in my, I could see the evolution in my head. Cookbook is next. <laughs> and then you're going to have a food delivery service and. After the t-shirts, I suppose. We yeah, actually did start yeah. selling our very first food product oh, at the yeah. last two events that we I table I saw at. that. Yeah, I saw that on your on your videos. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that? Uh, the product is our Nutella. Um, <laughs> no being the key word. No. Nutella for no dairy and no palm oil. Yeah. Love it. And um, we, we made some samples at our first event that we tabled and... Um, everyone kept asking us where we could buy it. <laughs> and we were like, oh, well. And we didn't have it for sale at the time. It was just like, well, we'll just bring this as a sample to yeah. show people, you know, what you can make as a vegan. And people were like, I want to buy this. Where can I buy this? I need to buy this. And so <clears throat> so we were like, all right, we listened. Uh, yeah. yeah. Two weeks later, we, we had jars it. and labels. And uh, we made 20 jars and we sold out in the first two hours. So. Wow. That's <laughs> awesome. Do you guys have an online store or plans for an online store? We, Ooh, do. we just opened it today, actually, funny enough. Yeah, because I was having issues with PayPal and I'm like, what is I like? I, I'm very familiar with PayPal. And for some reason, I was having trouble. under. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, that was uh, Aria Rose getting into the cabinet. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we just uh, connected it. We just opened it today. We have uh, we just have three shirts on there so far. Yeah, uh, but we have many ideas. Cool. And We're not an online uh, food retailer at this point, so. For our Nutella, you'll have to catch us at uh, the live events that we go to. Awesome. Awesome. And and just so people can check it out, uh, do you have a, a website up where people can go to check out the shirts and anything else that's coming down the pipe? The website is uh, Store Envy. So the official address would be uh, thoseannoyingvegans.storeenvy.com. Uh, and you can find our shirts there. So why why the name those annoying vegans? Did you, is there a story behind that, or was it just like let's? Is it this is an inside joke among vegans? <laughs> I think it was sort of an attempt to 
cut critics off at the pass <laughs> to go ahead and label us as annoying ourselves. You know, all of these 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 ethics issues and these moral issues, these environmental issues like, oh, my gosh, it's so annoying. Right. That's the number one thing that people say about vegans is that we're annoying. So we thought, well, we'll just go ahead and call ourselves that. Mm-hmm. And then just openly admit it up front. Yeah, we will. Tr- we will be positive and inspiring and encouraging and informative as we possibly can. And then in those few moments where maybe you find us annoying, can't, can't say, say we anything. didn't warn you. <laughs> <Can't blame us. laughs> I love that. That's awesome. So when you guys started this, uh, you went out and said you got you bought all the gear. So can you give us a quick rundown of what you think a, an ideal setup would be for somebody looking to create a, a YouTube platform for themselves? We, um, I've had my, and granted, it's not like the best camera. So many more people now have a, a better camera than I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we still record on my Canon T2i, uh, the lens it came with. Uh, we got... Um, we got three three lights, three standing lights. What yeah, there are three um, 600 watt daylight bulbs on with, Amazon. Yeah, with uh, umbrella, uh, like white umbrella diffusers, and um, the one that goes on top of the camera. What do you call that one? That's like an L- yeah. Then we have a LED camera light that's dimmable. Mm-hmm. We got lav mics, mm-hmm. uh, and is that it? That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's cool. it. And you edit everything yourselves on an iMac, I think, right? Running, it's got to be Final Cut or... Yeah, we or... use Final Cut. Um, mm-hmm. is, did we use Final Cut the, uh, at first? Or did, were we uh, using... Yeah. Okay. I mean, I tried... I, I, I had my movie review channel first and I tried using iMovie. No. And it was just not... Because <laughs> yeah. we bought a green screen too. Um, so we, But keying out things in iMovie just was incredibly frustrating. It just came down to like with, you know, Adobe or Final Cut basically, but Adobe charges monthly and mm-hmm. Final Cut, you can buy it for one price. So yeah. And Final Cut, uh, you know, I know at first it looks very intimidating, but the learning curve is not really that bad. I, I mean, I've, I think I learned from watching you uh, and that took about a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's like anything else. Muscle like, memory. After how do I edit? Uh, start editing. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll figure, you'll it, figure out. it out. Yeah. Um, Google start that pressing you know, button. How yeah. do I light, you yeah. know, lighting, editing. Um, we, we used to use a condenser mic on a stand that was out of frame. And then it was like, well, it would sound way better if we both had lavaliers. And so we did that. You know, it's it's an evolution. Like you don't have to have every single piece of professional gear yeah, like in order our, to get started. Our camera right now, the one, I mean, the rig we use right now to shoot our uh, over the top recipe yeah. it's like it's like taped up it's like this it's a boom mic stand boom. that we <laughs> we just jerry-rigged it with gaff tape and put a put a, a camera holder i think as long as you have you know an idea if you have a vision if you have something that you want to get out to the world especially on youtube obviously the better your videos look and sound actually i think sound is might be more important than 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 video because yeah. people look people listen yeah. and if your audio is muffled or unclear or echoey that can be hard to mm-hmm. you know sit through but honestly if your content's good if your vision is good if you have a solid like this is what i want to do and even if you don't, I mean, just put out like, we, you know, we watched the we went to VegFest this past weekend and they had the YouTuber uh, panel and they had a lot of great advice. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they I think it was Miss Supreme Banana who said, just put it out there. Just do just yeah. record. It doesn't have to be perfect the first time. It's no. because we tend to get into this. Uh, I don't know if you know, who, uh, you know, Dallas Travers. <laughs> she mm-hmm. has a very yeah. memorable 
uh, sort of piece of advice. It's like we're always getting ready to we're always preparing to get ready to begin or something like yes. that. And it's like this sort of vacuum we get sucked into of like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll figure it out uh, maybe yeah. next week. You know, so just sit down and do it. You know, a third, one minute Instagram, do an Instagram a video yeah. on Instagram. They they can only support one minute long videos. Just say say anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have an iPhone, if you have a MacBook, if you have a whatever camera, whatever mic, just put it out there. And as Anna said, like you'll, you sort of find your way, you know, the more you do it, we have our favorite YouTubers and inspirations. And, you know, just like I had my, my movie reviewer inspirations and we both have our acting inspirations and our music inspirations, like with anything else, you know, you, Hey man, I want to play guitar. Cause I want to, you know, I, w- I want to be like Jimmy page. It's like, well, you're going to find your sound. Mm-hmm. You, you, you might start with this inspiration, but you will find your way. Yeah, use your background. I mean, anything like I went to uh, I went to school for journalism. I didn't end up necessarily pursuing journalism per se, but I I still love researching. And that really comes in handy when we're uh, composing these videos. And how many videos do you guys have now? It's got to be several dozen. Oh, it's over. uh, It's definitely over 50. 60. 60 videos. Total. 60 and counting. It's a, it's about once a week you put a video out, right? Every single yep. week. I think the only break we've taken was uh, over the holidays in December mm-hmm. when we went to see our families. And still we recorded we <laughs> when we were in We still recorded and edited our gingerbread cookie recipe, if you'll recall. We, lo- we lost the audio on that one. So that, that oh, one has the... the oh. The uh, Canon T2i camera mic audio. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the variety that you guys uh, put into your videos, too. I really enjoyed the one where you took 30 bucks and went to the farmer's market oh, to yeah. sort of combat the <laughs> idea that eating vegan is really, really expensive. And you guys got just, you got this bounty of food. And then I was kind of, part of my brain was like trying to see it from the lens of an objector, you know, and I was kind of like, okay. Whatever, but like how calorie dense are those foods and thing? And then you went to fast food places and you were like, yeah. look at this, $9 at KFC for a thousand calories or whatever it was. And yeah. then you went back and you looked at your stuff and you're like, we stretched this food out for like a week just yeah. by making all these various things. And and granted, that's at the farmer's market. We yeah. could do a gross of uh grocery store hall for way more yeah, we like want to do that so one. much more at the grocery yeah, store yeah so how, how much time would you say you invest in producing like creating and producing content each week at this point Ooh, um i, I would think we so, have one evening off yeah because <laughs> what week. happens is we we generally shoot on saturdays mm-hmm. so we so we go to CrossFit. Yes, we're vegan CrossFitters. We are. All right. <laughs> not, not, not as uh, intense as others. We just go once a no. week. Uh, and then we come home, get everything ready. We shoot. And then we start editing Monday night, generally, either Sunday or Monday then night. Monday day. Yeah. And we take turns. Like either Brian will take his uh, computer to mm-hmm. to work and um, do the first give it the first go around or I will keep it at home and do the first go around we switch off depending on our schedules our work schedules and uh, yeah we've we always 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 I think once or twice maybe we've we've fallen asleep editing and yeah. had to put it off till Thursday morning but we always publish on Wednesday mornings I mean the recipe you know that might take an hour two hours to shoot our intro we usually get about an hour 45 minutes to an hour of footage on that and then the editing is you know, I don't know, 
depending like it keeps getting longer now because we want to share so much more and we want to yeah. like we want to provide sources and, and facts mm-hmm. and information and science. And so, you know, we spend two days editing probably Monday, Tuesday, and then the video goes up Wednesday. On wow. Average. Yeah, I like that, too, a lot that you guys are spending more and more time um, citing sources. I mean, it's it's one thing to sort of sort of, you know, say your piece about what you believe. But but I like that you are, you know, getting screen grabs and things of various studies and highlighting those portions a lot like, uh, you know, Dr. Greger does and like Mike the Vegan does. And so when you started out, I imagine there wasn't much talk about like a production schedule or process or workflow. Uh, but as as it's progressed, have you guys, I mean, now you're at 60 videos, it must be like you barely need to even say a word to each other now to know what needs to happen. Yep. So <laughs> what is the, like you said, uh, you know, you, you usually shoot on Saturdays, you spend the Monday and Tuesday editing. What does what the process in a nutshell look like when you're planning a video through to when you hit the publish button? It's automatic now, like you said. You know, I think it, it naturally fell into this routine where we know who gets to do what based on, you know, who has more work on a particular week. At first, it was like, hey, wouldn't that be cool? Vegan cheeseburger. That'd be pretty sweet. Let's make that. Or, hey, vegan ribs. What? You know, let, let's do that. And then as we became a little bit more of a informative channel, our last couple of videos have been like, okay, what's something that people think they need from animals? Okay, omega-3. Mm-hmm. How about that? All right, people, eat, the, you know, they eat the fish oil capsules because they think they need omega-3s. So how about we do a recipe that is high in omegas, but it's vegan. And so we did our vegan, you know, fish and chips, for example, Mm -hmm. or we, then, then we were like, let's tackle B12 and we'll make some meatballs because people think you can only get B12 from meat. Okay. So we'll do that. And so we've, you know, tried to structure the, the recipe ideas around a topic that we want to discuss. Mm -hmm. And you have those planned out pretty far in advance or is it just sort of, you know, shooting from the hip uh, week to week? We sort of, uh, yeah, we, we receive a lot of inspiration from our viewers. We get a lot of suggestions. I think one of the recent ones was uh, strawberry shortcake. So mm-hmm. now we're going to have to oh. figure out how to make that. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. we And we always, I mean, there's just endless possibilities. I, I still have this idea of uh, tiramisu. What was the other one we were thinking? I mean, there's now that we're making, we've had a few field trips. Um, people like our field trips. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, it'd be fun to do a video where we ask our viewers questions or, you know, we're always coming up with little ideas depending on what inspires us. You know, mm-hmm. like I said before, we all we also watch other YouTubers uh, and get inspiration from them. And, you know, of, of, or the news, the news is great inspiration. You oh, know, yeah. The recent study that was uh, yeah. released about dairy. Oh my God. Dairy free diets are dangerous. <laughs> dairy free diets are dangerous. Sponsored by now. the American Dairy Association. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, 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 um, there's, there's so much that I want to say right now that I'm just not going to, <laughs> uh, I oh, can, know. <laughs> I, yeah, I can imagine that you guys deal with a good amount of criticism, pushback, um, objections. Um, my study is better than your study kind of, kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, and you know, we sort of alluded to this earlier. A lot of this comes from people who, 
you know, trolls, frankly, who want to pick a fight. Some people are, are genuinely informed and curious and genuinely want to hear your take and present an alternative viewpoint. And that's great. But that's, in my experience, not the majority of, of people. Most people just want to be right. I'm curious yeah. what it's like uh, as your platform is growing now. And I want to talk about that in just a moment. But w- how do you field those kinds of things without a burning out and b just wanting to like, you know, give them a verbal smackdown? <laughs> well, there's yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I do feel frustrated at times. But what I always find is mo- more important is getting the message out there in a positive and encouraging way. There is a lot of pushback as many social justice movements uh, have pushback because they are generally controversial to the tradition, the norm, the the established cultural ways that we have gotten used to over the years. You know, just we always allude to uh, the civil rights movement or gay rights or uh, women's right to vote. You know, there was a time where people wouldn't have thought that that was ever going to happen. Yeah. Um, and this is one of those movements. And it's it's getting bigger and bigger every day. I mean, for every person who who goes vegan, uh, they probably inspire at least at least one other person to go vegan. Um, so it's growing. And we try to just take the, the criticism as there is a psychology behind it. There is a reason why people get defensive. And I think Brian, Brian has a really good way of explaining that. Like me personally, I didn't want to feel like I was part of an industry that did these atrocious things. You, you don't want to feel like you support that. And so, like we said earlier, you, you try to distance yourself from it. And there's, there's going to be pushback because it's, it's easy to say that, you know, you agree with something you know, when you don't actively participate it, but eating animal products is just something that everybody, you know, it's very cultural. It's just something that everybody grows up on. Everybody's used to it. Everyone's desensitized to it. And so you've been doing this for X amount of years, your whole life. You don't want to feel like you're a bad person because you aren't. I mean, chances are most people wouldn't do the things to animals that they do to them in factory farms. Yeah, like the the vegan bros always say, you're already vegan at heart. <laughs> yeah, your diet's just the last ten percent. So just mm. align that with your with with what you feel. Yeah, that's why people don't want to watch the the slaughterhouse footage. Yeah, and, and I, we've even gotten it was so funny because yesterday I was at the uh, at the ranch uh, volunteering and uh, we got takeout from uh, some I don't know it's like Thai or I think it was Indian or Thai. Uh, and the delivery guy came in the door and he was like, oh, is this like a, a rescue or something? And we're like, yeah, yeah. And, it, and <laughs> the founder who was uh, with us, uh, Lola Devon, she was like, you don't eat bacon, do you? Like just out of, you know, you know how she is. She's she's lovely. And she in her very gentlest voice, she was like, you don't eat bacon, do you? And he was like, oh, no, I hate bacon. But I like pork. <laughs> and we were like, and I was um, like, you, oh, hmm. you got to meet Thomas and Winston. And I started going yeah. on about the pigs and I, the pig vigils. And mm. um, he was like, uh, I told him about the pig vigil and he said something really interesting. He's like, oh, no, no, no. I mean, I, I don't like that stuff. I don't want to, I don't want to see that. But I, I mean, I just like pork. <laughs> mm, yeah. So it's a disconnect. It's a disconnect. And that's another thing. People forget we used to eat meat. We did. Well, I was 25 <laughs> we when I stopped born eating vegan. Yeah. I I would eat cow tongue as a child uh, in Costa Rica. That was a very common thing. 
unfortunately, and I uh, would go pet a cow. So mm-hmm. there was a very, very deeply ingrained disconnect there mm-hmm. uh, with what we put in our on our plates and, and the animals that we tend to love when we see them. We're awed. We're like, oh, my gosh, look, it's a cow. It's a horse. Oh, look at the pig. Look at the pig run. It's so cute, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as Gary Yourofsky said, like, it's this – you know, decades long attempt to convince us that it, that eating animal products is natural and it's normal and it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, it's neither of those three things. You know, it, I'm glad you brought him up because I wanted to ask you guys about him and, and kind of piggyback on what I've heard recently, which is that he recently retired from animal activism. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, he got burnt out. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, um, I was, I was and still am very much a, a champion for climate action and really just aggressively, you know, fighting for policy to curb carbon emissions and methane emissions and really build an infrastructure that's going to, I don't know, make our planet habitable in 25, 50 years. Right. Be nice. uh, mm-hmm. But I had to really step away from it because there was so much bad news and so much inertia <laughs> and so much resistance. And it just was like, I was be- I was becoming a miserable person, oh, and yeah. I can yeah. only imagine that. Uh, I mean, Gary Yarovsky, who is arguably one of the the most influential people in the world for the, the vegan movement. For I veganism, mean, yeah. I, I know. I think he's a brilliant mind. Just I, I the word genius, uh, I think, applies in every way to him. But to hear that he's retiring from being this global leader in the fight for animal rights because he's burned out. Do you guys deal with this sometimes? Do you sometimes look at the landscape and just see like, God, you know, we're just a drop in the ocean. I know you said earlier, you oh, know, yeah. I know you said earlier, it's a it's a fast growing movement, but there's just still so much work to be done. And as we speak, things that are happening in slaughterhouses across all over the world are are worse than our worst nightmares. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, ask Brian. I have had my, my breakdowns. I have just had these horrible days of just just being sad. And, and I know, like, I don't, I don't want that to be a turnoff from this, because this journey is honestly the most meaningful, the, the most meaningful uh, thing that I've ever done in my life. And I love it despite those days. I think what we need to focus on, because for every piece of bad news, there is always two or three pieces of good news. Every time I, I hear something like, uh, in Spain, there was a, a lady who got arrested for literally starving her 250 goats to death at this farm. And they had all this footage. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is going through people's heads? And I, that goes, you know, that's a natural reaction. But then you look up other stuff. And like, for example, they just passed a law in Los Angeles. Circuses are banned. Yes. So mm-hmm. no animals for entertainment, no more private parties and, and no more tigers on leashes in Los Angeles County. That is huge. And it is very important to focus on those things. Gary Yarovsky, I think, to tell you the truth, and I don't know if it's it's intuition. I think he just needs a break. We all do. Yeah. We all do need well, a break at times. He doesn't mince words either. He He goes into the thick of it and and dukes it out. You know, he says some some arguably pretty harsh things to people. And so I can only imagine the type of responses and backlash and, you know, just aggression, um, controversy that he probably has to deal with is more than we could possibly imagine. Mm. 
Um, there, there is, you know, we felt it like there is a chance or not a chance, but I mean, there is that sense of, of getting burned out because at the end of the day, I guess people are going to think what they're going to think. You can present them with all the facts and all the data and all the studies and all the, Mm -hmm. whatever you would like. Some people are just not ready to hear it yet. Some people are not ready to, to open their mind to the idea. And I learned this tactic from Ben Shapiro, who always says he's like, never argue with people, always ask questions. Mm, Yes. So it it does no good to just have a screaming match back and forth, whether it's on the internet or whether it's in person, Mm -hmm. but ask questions, ask questions of the other person. Why do you think that we need to eat meat or or cheese or dairy? Or why do you think it's okay to do Mm -hmm. this? Or what do you think is the difference between a pig and a dog? You know, like those types of questions, because once you get people thinking I think that the, then that primes their mind to sort of open up a little bit. Hmm. I love that. I love that. It's it's just holding up a mirror, essentially, with no judgment. It's yeah. not about like, I am showing you how shameful you are. It's more like, just just tell me more about what you see here. You will find, I mean, there are those kinds of vegans out there. There are, uh, we, it's a spectrum. You have your your vegans who just eat their vegan meal quietly at the gathering. Mm-hmm. They go to a barbecue and they just have their Brussels sprouts quietly in the dogs. corner <laughs> and don't say anything about it. And if they get asked, why, you know, why aren't you eating the hot dog? Oh, I, you know, I kind of just feel like veggies today. You know, there's that, there, there are those kinds of vegans and, that, and they're the vegans who, who are, if you're not protesting, you're not doing enough. You're not vegan enough. You're yep. not doing this, you know. You're not vegan. You're plant-based at that point. <laughs> yeah. That's what we've heard. We've heard that we're just plant-based. Vegan's not a diet, man. It's a lifestyle. And we understand that. We, yeah. We definitely understand that. And we support everybody. I mean, it's a community. Everybody makes this community work. Like I've said before, we have our teachers, we have our doctors, we have our artists, you know, the people who mm-hmm. make this be- these T-shirts and the jewelry and the, the posters. You have uh, spokespeople, you have activists, you have protesters, you know, the people who can go to the pig vigils. I am still working my way towards that because mm-hmm. that to me is, feels, uh, it's very hard to think about, but... Uh, I think it's something I will eventually need to do because it is important to get the the message out there. Um, But yeah, there's just a spectrum of people. Hey folks, welcome back to the bookends. This is AJ. I wasn't, I wasn't present for this interview, so I'm, I'm only on this part. I'm over here on the, on the bookends part and we missed you man it was just there was so much <laughs> there was so much veggie love and we had nobody to represent uh nobody to represent the alternative perspective <laughs> it's funny because like my pick of the week is not vegan i felt terrible i was like oh god i was go. gonna say you got some some balls man picking this which is your pick of the week on, a, <laughs> on an interview with those annoying vegans but but let's let it fly man what is your pick of the week so it's basically it's just a way to sort of help people out who are into I, I made Bulletproof my pick of the week um, months ago. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not cra- you could have this if you're a vegetarian, I guess it's uh, it's called fat fuel coffee. And it's basically just individually wrapped powdered versions of um, what you would get at at Bulletproof or from Bulletproof. And the reason I'm picking it is because not only have we been uh, drinking it here, but I'm gonna, I'm probably going to take some on our trip, which we haven't even talked about. So it gives me an excuse to talk about 
the fact that I am taking Trevor to his first ever Yosemite experience. I'm taking him to Yosemite National Park. Actually, the day after this is published is when we're leaving. Oh, man. I'm so stoked. So stoked. I have been camping, but I don't go camping, if if that makes sense. So I'm, I'm totally letting you take the lead on this, AJ, but I'm so excited because I find being out in nature more and more. It's just like incredibleness. Uh, When I'm there, it's like my favorite place on earth. And when I'm there, I just feel so tapped in. Like I'm connected to some otherworldly or or maybe this worldly, right? This earth, just some spiritual pipeline. Yeah. It's the best way I can describe it. So I'm so excited for you to experience that too. I'm curious what, so you, you're, you're an advocate of putting butter in your coffee. What do you notice when you drink, uh, fat fuel coffee? Well, uh, so there's two main aspects of the whole bulletproof thing. The one that's probably more important than the butter is the actual storage of the beans. Um, and two is the butter. So I'll go, I'll go in that order. So, um, the thing that people don't really realize, uh, when it comes to just like everyday coffee that you're getting at Starbucks or out of a Folgers can or whatever, is that the beans uh, whether they're whole or ground, are usually not properly stored. So you can buy, you can even buy or like organically sourced coffee beans um, and grind them yourself, and they still may have traces of, get this, mold. So a lot of times when you are are experiencing the jitters from coffee, it, it, uh, if you didn't drink, if you felt, man, I didn't drink enough coffee to have jitters because caffeine can give you the jitters if you drink too much granted but if you have the jitters and you feel like man i didn't drink a lot of coffee it's probably because you have some crazy chemical reaction happening in your body because there are like mold and molds and and other like like bacteria and stuff that like grows on the coffee beans if they're not properly stored and so anything that claims to sort of be be bulletproof starts with the proper storage of the the beans. That's number one. And the what the what the butter does, the best explanation I was given because it's the easiest for my tiny brain to understand, is that it sort of wraps gr- uh, grounds themselves or the caffeine um, molecules in like a layer of fat and releases them over a longer, steadier period of time, so that you don't have a crash. The way you would with coffee after you know drinking a cup and then like two three hours later you have a, cr- a a big crash. It's a much more sustained caffeine high that lasts longer and sort of fades out slower. That's interesting. I've never experienced a caffeine crash ever. I didn't know that was a thing. Do you drink a lot of coffee? I thought you weren't a big coffee drinker until you started doing the. Um, the fasting. I mean, I, I, I'm not a big coffee drinker, but I would. I have a cup, uh, maybe two, most days a week. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I don't. I don't drink past like you know. I don't drink after I've started eating, because that that's a way to build up tolerance for caffeine, as if you have it competing for digestion and resources. But, but, uh, but yeah, I've never experienced a, a crash. You're also a, a scientific. Like you need to be studied for science because of your genetic, your whole family, like the whole Algat clan, like just came out of the womb with muscles um, and needs to be studied for science so that we can all 
benefit from your genetics. Maybe your metabolism has something to do with it as well. <laughs> but also the other thing too, it has MTC uh, oil in it, also known as um, uh, brain uh, medium chain oh, triglycerides. Yeah. So, uh, you know, basically fat is where brain is made of fat. So it has coconut oil in it and it's good for your brain. It's good for your fatty fat brain, your fat brain. You have a fat brain, Trevor. So do I I have a fat brain too. Everybody has a fat. (laughs) All right. Well, fat fuel coffee, uh, as with everything, whether it's veganism or, um, fat fuel coffee uh or the bulletproof stuff do, you know do your homework do do some research on it and see what jives with you uh, we definitely want to encourage everybody to to follow their um intuition and and their you know what they respond to the most my pick of the week is uh, a very simple podcast alternative app it's called overcast you can find it online at overcast.fm it's available in i think pretty much all the app stores for ios android i think even windows phone maybe and it's just a cool little co- podcast player that does things a little differently than the native um, podcast player built into the iOS um, ecosystem. What I like about it, my favorite feature of Overcast is that it has what's called a, a smart speed feature. I think that's what it's called. I don't know how you'd say this. It's got a lot of different like speed points from like half speed up to like two and a half speed. So instead of just like the one, one and a half, two and half speed that the Apple one offers you, you can do like 1.2, 1.4, 1.7, and it will actually analyze the podcast in real time and speed through silences and music and then slow down for the dialogue heavy parts. So if you have a lot of podcasts in your queue and you just, you're just like, I want to get through these podcasts. I want to listen to all of them. It's not about like trying to complete some pointless quest. It's literally about just getting to the content and you just don't have 45 hours a week to devote to that. This is a pretty cool solution because it will speed through the parts that you don't really need to listen to and slow down for the parts you want to listen to. So I listened to all of uh, S-Town on that podcast app, and I was able to plow through that entire series within just a couple days um, because I was able to listen to the episodes in like a third of the time that they would have normally taken and still enjoy every last second. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Overcast, it's a free app, but there is a uh, subscription option that removes ads and supports the developer. It's like 10 bucks a year or something ridiculously reasonable like that. So check it out, overcast.fm. And then we have uh, a listener pick. This comes to us from longtime listener Lee, Lee Vang. Uh, We go ahead and say both names. Why not? Uh, Lee, uh, I think actually took some headshot photos for you when he was in LA, right, AJ? Yeah. Yeah, he did. They're great photos. So Lee sends in a clip from the Jimmy Fallon show, the Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, It's it's a sort of short, excerpted interview with the actress Gal Gadot. I think I'm saying her name right, but she's the Israeli actress who plays Wonder Woman in the upcoming Wonder Woman movie. And in this little five, six minute clip, she talks about how she almost quit acting because of all the rejection. And she was like schlepping her family back and forth from Tel Aviv to L.A. And she came so close to booking stuff so many times. And she just got to that point that so many of us get to where it's like, this is, is this even worth it anymore? Like all these Mm. close calls and nothing ever pans out. And she was about to give up. And she just tells that story of being on these long flights and, you know, dealing with that. And then, and then the eventual success story talking to Zack Snyder about the wonder woman role. And it's, it's pretty cool. I watched it before we started recording and, uh, 
it's inspiring, man. It just, it just, it, it inspires you to hang in there a little bit longer. Keep, keep playing. That vein of gold might be, you know, six inches from your, your pickaxe there. Just keep going. Yeah. It almost always is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so that is fat fuel, uh, grass fed MCT oil infused butter for your coffee. Uh, Overcast, a, an app that you can listen to to sort of smartly speed through some of your favorite podcasts, and a great interview with Gal Gadot on uh, Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show. There's a link to the YouTube video of that on our website and everything else on our website as well. To be clear, Fat Fuel is everything. The coffee's in there as well. It's everything. Oh, that's that's the right. whole. It's like all in one package. It's the coffee and the oils and the butter is all in one package, so you can just pour hot water on it awesome all right guys well i hope you enjoy those Alrighty, let's get out of here today's episode of inside acting was produced and co-hosted by me aj meyer and him trevor algat jen levin is our production coordinator good ali grubrick is our marketing web director deborah smith is our community manager and uh, shout out to her for taking over for grace gordon who's out of town as our director of public public relations last night at our event Fern Lim designed our logo. Trevor Algat edited and mixed today's episode and composed our theme and interview music. You can sign up for our weekly email dispatch and listen to all of our episodes at our website, InsideActing.net. You can also find us on social media and wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute, please go ahead and leave us a nice, shiny five-star review on iTunes if you feel it's justified that kind of thing really helps us out a lot special thanks to our sponsor camera ready you and thanks to you our listeners visit our website to subscribe to our weekly newsletter get links to everything we talked about in this episode and if you'd like support the continued production of the show with either a one-time financial contribution or an ongoing contribution as part of our membership visit insideacting.net slash contribute to learn more and that does it for episode 278 of inside acting thank you so much for listening everybody we'll see you next week and in the meantime just begin just begin